You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the first 2023 edition. See, I got the year right of uh, sharing socks. I'm Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent Will. And we haven't uh, we haven't chatted for a while um, because nothing much was going on. Um, and as far as baseball goes, maybe not so much now. The big news, of course, is the sad news. Uh, the announcement by. Uh, Liam Hendricks, that he has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, which got me researching that your your granddad, my dad, uh, died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was not a 33-year-old baseball pitcher. He was in his 70s. So this is not being maudlin about what happens with Liam. Uh, but he, and he had a, initially, uh, right after he was 70, went into total remission came back about seven years later, which is unfortunately very common with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, I did look up one thing with baseball players, two noted ones who have had lymphoma. Anthony Rizzo, when he was a rookie, had it diagnosed in August and in remission by December. But he had Hodgkin's, which apparently is easier to treat than the non-Hodgkins. John Lester had non-Hodgkins also 16 years ago and was out 11 months. But part of that, he was in the minors. He was out of the majors for 11 11 months. The thing with the non-Hodgkins is it tends to come back after about seven years. It obviously did not come back on Lester. He was fine. 
So we hope the same thing happens with Liam. Now, your Uncle Chris is a doctor. He is not an oncologist. He's an OBGYN, but he was in the same town as my dad when my dad had, uh, and practicing when my dad had uh, on Hodgkin's. So obviously he boned up on it and learned a lot. What uh, he, and he sent me a full medical, like, I don't, it's not even medical journal. It's a medical expertise sheet that goes to doctors about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, pages and pages and pages, of which I understood nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, except at the very end, they said, well, this is how to explain it to patients. I said, oh, I can understand this part. But the essence is there are many kinds of it, or at least several kinds of it. These several kinds break down into several sub-kinds. So we have no idea what, unless somebody tells us and they won't, uh, what Liam actually has. Uh, in general, though, oh, and also it depends whether you find it when it's in one lymph gland or multiples or it's running throughout your body. I'm going to guess with a professional baseball player, they caught it very early because they're constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, what Liam has, obviously going for him. He's 33 years old. He's a, a very much in shape, tremendously in shape professional athlete. Uh, it was no doubt caught early. He's in a city with world-class doctors and hospitals, and he has infinite financial resources. First of all, major league players have great health insurance, but secondly, he's, he's a rich guy. Uh, well, he's probably so, not in Chicago. He's I would think he's in Australia. Is he not? I don't think Australia, no, but he may be, he may have a home somewhere else in the state. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. It might be in Arizona. Uh, but still, either he's, way, he's going to have the best yeah. treatment you can get. Uh, he's also a smart guy, so he will listen to the doctors. But what Chris said is typically, and what I've read online is typically the treatment will run up to about six months. You do a couple of weeks of chemo, you have a couple of weeks off to, to uh, recover, you do it again, you do it again, and about four rounds of it uh, with any luck should do it. The uh, It's a medium danger cancer at, in the under 40 age group, more than 80%. You know, the cancer thing, it's always we live five years, more than 80% if you're under 40 years old. And again, he's got all these other things going for him. Uh, so we should not be maudlin about it, but it's it's a very sad thing, nonetheless. You know, you know, you when you use the phrase, "Well, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy," you're usually being sarcastic. But in this case, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I mean, not only is he a great baseball player, he's a he and his wife are incredible people, just incredible. Yeah, there's and, there's something going on in the in the sports gods juju right now that. You know, taking down Damar Hamlin and Liam Hendricks is sort of uh, a cruel and unusual punishment, really. You're talking about two of the two notoriously kind uh, and giving members of their communities. Um, it's a bummer. I mean, fortunately, we'll, we'll br- I'll briefly say Damar Hamlin is recovering, I think, yeah. very well. Uh, which He's is out of the hospital. Amazing. That was I was watching that game. That was one of the hardest things. I've seen on uh, sports television. Um, 
and Liam, you know, as you were saying, Liam is he's our Roberto Clemente award they, guy. They, they, they had they hadn't even lived in Chicago yet, and they were funding meals for first responders and for people who lost their jobs because of COVID, and and were getting the meals from little mom pa restaurants that could barely survive back. Boy, they're, they're incredible people. Uh, uh, I think so, I've said before, I, I've said before on here, if you don't like Liam Hendricks, you don't like baseball because Liam Hendricks is, he's not only a, a great, he's a great person off the field. He's one of the most exciting guys to watch on the field and plays in a way where you would kind of assume he's a piece of crap off the field, <laughs> but he turns out he's like the nicest, most caring human being off the field, which makes it even more fun that he is so rambunctious on the field. Uh, he just brings that kind of passion to everything he does, which I think is very rare these days. Uh, and he, it's... Uh, yeah, oh, I want to get back to that in general about the White Sox because they seem to have lost all their players who really give a damn about playing baseball. But uh, maybe, one thing I wouldn't... maybe, and, and we've talked about this, but I'm going to bring it up again since this is our first episode of the year. Maybe they don't care about baseball, or maybe they were being led by a guy who didn't care about baseball anymore. Yeah, because you had to it, hope that was it. It's you got to be. It's going to be really hard to convince me that Eloy Jimenez doesn't like baseball. Yeah, and he was true. playing like he doesn't like baseball. And I, I think we're going to see a shift in that. And I think we'll see a shift uh, in the team dynamic, rallying behind what's going on with Liam as well. I know Liam has been an outspoken critic of some of. Uh, aspects of the team, but not particular players and nothing vicious, only truthful things. Uh, so it's possible that this is the type of thing that the guys will rally behind, um, especially with a new coach who is, I think, from what I've seen, a very empathetic person. So this is going to be on his radar at all times, and he is going to be uh, talking with Liam throughout this whole process, and he's going to be there for him. Uh, I, I think this could be the kind of thing that energizes a group of guys that were relatively dead inside uh, during 2022 and much of 2021. It might not happen, but I do think it's more likely to happen than not that we see sort of a new life uh, from a lot of these guys, especially because Liam's diagnosis is so serious. And... <laughs> It's going to be tough. He, it's going to be a big person missing from that that dugout. It's a two, just two core quick things. I'm because I did all the research. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, yeah. One is one important one is that in the case of your granddad, that was thirty years ago. Right. Thirty years in medical science is eons. And, and, and my brother pointed this out. He says, you know, there's a lot of developments. It's going to be it's being treated differently now than it was then. Same basic thing, but new chemicals, new whatever it may be. On the other side, one of the things that happens in most cancers and this one and in the treatment is they tend to weaken your immune system. Naturally, they go immunocompromised. One of the first people ever said is cancer victims. Yeah. Um, so, it being in the age of COVID, Liam's going to have to be really careful where he goes, what he does. He cannot wander in to be around the team. They can't bring him in to wave on, on opening day. I mean, 
not only is it huge numbers of people in close proximity, but we've got through it three anti-vaxxers, including an incredible jerk they somehow decided to go out and get, even though he had endangered a teammate with cancer when he was with the Indians. So much so they were the Indians then, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so much so that, that the teammate said, he stays, we leave. Uh, back in 2020 when they could do that. So, you know, we've got Clevenger. God knows why. Uh, ben Attendee. Yeah, well, you know, Ben Attendee's an anti-vaxxer, right? He's not endangered teammates, to the best of our knowledge, but he's there. And then still Cease and um, Graveman. Uh, yeah. And which brings, course- us to, brings us to the baseball side of Liam Hendricks missing. I think you have to presume he's going to be gone for because he's going to be so weak. He's going to be gone for at least the vast majority, if not the entire season of 2022. Yeah. Uh, so now the one place with the White Sox on its own time, well, we're going to trade, we're going to trade, we're going to trade. The only place they had to trade was relief pitching. That's the only place they had extra bodies. Now they don't. Yeah. So And, and Hendricks, Hendricks was the gold chip. You know, he was yeah. – he was the guy that they were going to be able to get something for. Um, obviously, that's not the case now. I'd, I'd rather just have Hendricks anyway, so I'm not uh, too upset about that. But obviously, now we're in worst-case scenario baseball-wise, uh, as well as health-wise, where we're losing Hendricks, and also we can't get anything for Hendricks, and we can't, we can't have him pitch. Um, so Graveman is the logical person to – Step into that role. There's no one else. I don't well, Ronaldo think. Lopez is a possibility, but Ronaldo. The issue there is Ronaldo is a better pitcher than anyone else in the bullpen in terms of longevity, uh, in terms of giving you innings. So you don't want to say that Ronaldo is going to be your closer and do this foolish thing where we just decide a guy can only pitch in the ninth when. We're going to need Lopez a lot, and we're going to need him to pitch a lot because our starters, as we've talked about, and I don't think anything will change in this way, our starters are going to throw four and two-thirds innings. So you need a guy like Ronaldo Lopez who can come in and, and pitch um, three innings in relief, two, at least two innings in relief. So I think Graveman, who doesn't really have value, as uh, more than one inning kind of guy, more than an inning and a third kind of guy, is your logical choice uh, to go into the closer role. Um, that's not super exciting, but I will say uh, outside of his medical beliefs, I do think Graveman's a solid pitcher, and he is a very good guy to have as a, a backup if you're much better closer gets cancer, which is exactly what happened here. Um, so I, I'm okay with Graveman. However, moving Graveman into that role makes the eighth inning and the seventh inning a lot scarier. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because even though we have all this money invested in the bullpen, we don't actually have a really great from first guy who comes out to last guy who comes out bullpen. You have we, no faith in Jake Deakman? You know, Deakman aside, I, I should <laughs> clarify. Deakman rock solid. Bring him in in the fifth. He'll get you through the ninth. Uh, Deakman, who I can't believe, I forgot he existed until you said his name just now. I, I can't believe we still have Jake Deakman. Um, 
Yeah, insult to injury. Lose Liam Hendricks and you still have Jake Diekman. That's why it talks baseball. That is why it talks <laughs> baseball. Um, but do you have anything else on this before we take our break and come back and talk about what's been going on around the league? Uh, very, very quickly, just now you were talking about the entertainment value of Liam Hendricks besides the baseball value. Obviously, the most entertaining relief pitcher probably in baseball. Most entertaining starting pitcher, Johnny Cueto. He's gone. Most entertaining position players, Josh Harrison, and later in the season, Elvis Andrews. They're presumably gone. They haven't signed anywhere yet. But, of course, we've got Hanser Alberto Sox signed this week so that we can have 27 minor league second basemen. <laughs> None of them any good. Uh, who knows what's going on. But, anyhow, the entertainment, those are the entertaining guys. Yeah, and as you say, guys like Aloy can be very entertaining. Although Aloy is de-aging, which is inevitable, uh, he can't show it as much. But anyhow, you're right. Let's take a break here. All right. Uh, yeah. So obviously, bad news about Hendricks. We're sending you all our our well wishes, all our good vibes from the Central and West Coasts. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back on sharing socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, we discussed our, our boy Liam uh, in the first half. Now let's just talk about what's going on around the league and with the White Sox. Uh, obviously, our moves, we, we touched on Ben Attendee before the end of the year. Uh, you mentioned Hanser Alberto, uh, blast from the past name, uh, somehow being signed to a minor league deal. Uh, the White Sox have done virtually nothing interesting, I would say. Actually, the only thing on the interesting side, is Billy Hamilton. They've got Billy on a minor league contract. Yeah. But they've only got about 10 position players right now, so there's room for him to make it in. With the new rules, I mean, he is... He's valuable. Really really valuable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm always down to have Billy (laughs) in the clubhouse. Oh, I love him. You're a a better team if you have Billy Hamilton around your other players. That's just a fact we know about Billy Hamilton. Guys play harder when they're playing with Billy. Guys have more fun when they're playing with Billy on both teams. He's one of the only guys in baseball who can make both teams in a game have more fun. Um, so I, I fully hope to see him up on our, our roster. Um, theoretically, we'll have Tim Anderson back, and he can play more than 20 games. Uh, we'll see. Which brings us to the shocking shortstop development in our division, wow. uh, which former twin, former Astro slash former twin slash almost former Giant slash almost former Met slash twin, uh, Carlos Correa is back in the AL Central. The twins are looking very scary in terms of offense. I don't think they have anyone who can pitch the ball. No, they, they, they now have. Enough excess middle infield with Correa back 
that they may be able to trade for some pitching. Yeah, their pitching is abysmal. Um, but suddenly they're better than they were last year because they did pick up some hitting guys. Even if Joey Gallo strikes out 80% of the time, the other 20% it's up in row Q somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so they're not, I mean, you could going into the Korea circle of events, you could go, well, Cleveland's going to be really good. And they improved a little with, I think, Zunino coming in to catch. He's another high strikeout, but big power guy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, another year of experience for all the really young guys that they're going to be really tough. And the White Sox are in yeah, second place there. But now they're not clearly second place. No, anyway. they're not. I'm, uh, I mean, you if you're a starting pitcher and you say, you look at the teams around baseball and say, who's top of the order do you want to see the least? It might be the Twins. To have to, have to face Luis Arias and then Carlos Correa and then Byron Buxton. And then Joey Gallo, who is not that dangerous, but would be dangerous with those guys on base already. I mean, that is that is a terrifying top of the order. That's a top of the order where you could have three guys who are hitting 320, and they and with the exception of Arias, the other guys could all have 30 home runs. I mean, that's it's a crazy scary lineup. And they've sort of filled out the rest of that lineup with a bunch of guys who can get on base. Uh, so it's not like you get past them and it's just dead weight at this point. Uh, Minnesota, again, the pitching is a huge question mark for them, but they have pieces they can move. And if any of their younger guys can step up and, and make the progress that they expect, I, I wouldn't put the White Sox ahead of them at this point. I, I would need to see a different White Sox team come out and play, which is very possible. But I would need to see a different atmosphere, a different vibe, a different attitude from this team. Otherwise, I think we are in third place. Um, I certainly don't think we're going to be worse than third. I don't think the Tigers made any of the improvements they needed to make. Plus, they got rid of the only guy who was really a threat as a pitcher to us, which was Gregory Soto, who's gone to the Phillies. Uh, and Kansas City, I think, has just... They exist. They'll probably beat us uh, most of the time, but they won't beat anyone else. So uh, I'm not too concerned about Kansas City. But I do think that we are in real, real trouble uh, when it comes to Cleveland and when it comes to Minnesota. I think those are two very, very good ball clubs. Uh, Cleveland all around speed pitching offense, some woes. Uh, but they step up when they need to and they get on base and they run. Uh, Minnesota. The new, rules, the new rules, you know, the new help rules them don't, a lot. Just, don't just help stealing. They help the guys who make the big effort to go first to third or second to home, which has not been a big White Sox effort, which I, I hope and I think will change this year. I, th- I think they're going to be yeah. taking the extra bases, not letting them go, not being last in the league in triples again. Uh, not last in the majors in triples. That could happen. And that, that was happen next again. to last in steals. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot of speed there. But. <laughs> yeah. If you got Andrew Vaughn batting before Gavin Sheets, you're last in the league. <laughs> it's just, just going to happen. Um, yeah, but Minnesota, I mean, the shift stuff is going to really help them. Uh, I could see Luis Soraya's hitting in the 360 range this year. Um, now that he's going to have a, a more traditional field uh, to choose where he's going to hit the ball. He's one of the few guys 
who still plays Major League Baseball like we play slow-pitch softball and actually sort of choose where we're going to hit the ball, which is what makes Arias so dangerous and so fun. Um, but I I think the the AL Central is is it's up for grabs. I do think the White Sox, if they come out as a new team, do have a chance of winning the AL Central. Uh, I think we would be laughed out of the AL West and laughed out of the AL East, but because of where we sit, we we might have a a shot. But yeah, we did not make the moves we really needed to make to stay in contention, even in our division. And the other teams did. They they weren't huge moves, with the exception of the big Correa signing. But uh, they were the moves that they needed to make. Those GMs did what they needed to do. And I'm, I'm very concerned the White Sox are going to end up in third at the end of this season. Of course, there's time. There's still things that can be done. But there's not a whole lot of trading possibility. Well, they're, they're the best middle infielders left are the ones we got rid of or just let go. Right. And we'll uh, probably have to pay more to if we try to get them back. Damn right. Because <laughs> we're, we're geniuses. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, where else do you trade from? You, you had the, the space amongst relievers. You don't have it anymore. Uh, no. you don't have it amongst starters. Nope. And you don't have any positions where you go, well, we're deep there. We, we can, we can trade one of these guys. They're not deep anywhere. And it, used, yeah. it was that we had 42 first basemen slash DHs. That's kind of down now with all the alterations going on. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think depth is a huge issue. I mean, we don't have, not even speaking of depth, we don't have starters yet. We don't, we don't know who can start at what positions yet exactly. Unless Oscar, Col- Col- unless Oscar Colas is really, really good after 31 at bats at AAA. Who knows? Or if, or if Lurie Legend has <clears throat> the, the comeback season of uh, the century. Yeah, uh, I mean, right now he's I don't the know second baseman. Right? Base. He, he's got to be. I mean, <laughs> there's literally not another guy to put there right now. And that's not where you want to be uh, heading into the, I guess, second season of your World Series window, technically. Third season of your World Series window, uh, which is violently closing around them. <laughs> um, we are about out of time for this week. Do you uh, have any final thoughts? Well, obviously, best wishes to, to Liam Hendricks and, and family. Uh, and also there, there is time. Things can be done and, uh, it's possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not riding off the White Sox at all yet. Uh, it's just something has to be done. Work has to be done. We have to see a big shift in these guys. Uh, but first and foremost, as you said, sending all the well wishes to Liam Hendricks and his family. Um, whether you're ever able to get back out on the field for the White Sox or not, I just want to see you out on a field somewhere pitching the baseball again. You're a treat to watch. You're one of my favorite players in all of baseball. I know you're listening. You listen to this podcast every week. Um, But it's good to be back. We're coming up on our 100th episode. Thank you for listening. We will see you for episode 98 next week on Sharon.